couple of weeks ago while in Israel, we visited the Dead Sea and west of En Gedi. We came to Masada, a mountaintop that King Herod developed into a fortress of protection against the Roman army attacks. The elevation of this mountain is 1,300 feet above the Dead Sea. I climbed this steep mountain and it took me about an hour or more and it was steep with desert landscape. This, my friends, was a challenge for me to endure. Moses, in his time of ministry, and I would have been, in, been classmates had we lived in the same generation, if that gives you a clue to my age. There were times I wanted to quit, but I pressed on to the top to celebrate the grind. Hallelujah. Well, welcome, everyone, to Fill the Lamp. I'm Neil Parks. We are starting to move through a most important study with the book of James. I mentioned last time that Pastor James, if you will, I'm sure didn't have a megachurch following. As he starts out telling us in the first couple of verses to count it all joy when we encounter trials and testings. But the truth of the matter is that the testings of our faith produces patience. And we're going to learn more about that today. And you could say that patience is the ability to endure, which is the hallmark of mature believers. Only under the pressure of trials can the believer test the true depth of his or her faith in God. The established heart, if you will, will not waver, but will rejoice in the knowledge of the goodness of God. Now, James is telling us that there is profiting from trials. In James' first chapter, verses 2 through 4, let me read. He says, Don't run from tests and hardships, brothers and sisters, as difficult as they are, you will ultimately find joy in them. If you embrace them, your faith will blossom under pressure and teach you true patience as you endure. And true patience brought on by endurance will equip you to complete the long journey and cross the finish line, mature, complete, and wanting nothing. Now, in life, there are always going to be the mountains to conquer. In life, we are to endure so that God has enough time to bring about the Christ-likeness he intends through trials. Romans eight twenty-eight and 29, some of my favorite scripture here. Paul says, and we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. 29 says, for from the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him and all along he knew who would, they should become like his son. 
so that his son would be the first with many brothers. Now the trial of faith worketh patience. The trying of one grace produces another. And the more the suffering graces of a Christian are exercised, the stronger they grow. You see, tribulation worketh patience. Now, the Bible is saying to exercise Christian patience correctly, we must let it work. Now, listen, I love the way the message uh, translates Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us, and how that patient patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Again, let's look how Paul explains how it works in him, Paul, in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 16. Paul says, talking to Timothy, But I was given mercy so that in me Christ Jesus could show that he has patience without limit. Christ showed his patience with me, Paul speaking, the worst of all sinners. He wanted me to be an example for those who would believe in him, Christ, and have eternal life. My friends, the patience that is worthy and acceptable is Jesus living in you. Paul describes it in the voice translation in Galatians 2.20. Paul says, I have been crucified with the anointed one. I am no longer alive, but the anointed is living in me. And whatever life I have left in this failing body, I live by the faithfulness of God's Son, the one who loves me and gave his body on the cross for me. So here we come back to the essence of our topic, patience, which, by the way, is long-suffering and that, my listeners, plays a big part in maturing and intimacy with our relationship with the Lord. I love how Paul again disciples Timothy in, in Tim, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. In the Phillips translation, he's, it's a, and it's a good one here, uh, Paul says, But you, Timothy— have known intimately both what I have taught and how I lived. My purpose and my faith are no secrets to you. You saw my endurance and love and patience 
as I met all those persecutions and difficulties at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. And you know how the Lord brought me safely through them all. Persecution is inevitable for those who are determined to live really Christians' lives. Can I say that again? Persecution is inevitable for those who are determined to live really as Christians in their lives. While wicked and deceitful men will go from bad to worse, deluding others and deluding themselves. Now we must let patience and long-suffering have its perfect work. Do nothing to limit it or to weaken it, but let it have its full scope. If one affliction come upon the heels of another, and a train of them are drawn upon us, nevertheless, let patience go on till its work is perfected. When we bear all that God appoints, and as long as he assigns, and with a humble, well-trained eye upon him, and when we not only bear troubles but rejoice in them, then, my friends, patience hath its perfect work. Now let's remember, when hearts are changed, they are established for eternity. I say, let's pray. Father God, We just come before you, Lord. We come humbly. We come wanting your will done in our lives and whatever that means, wherever we're at. Father God, we pray right now that this long-suffering would develop into patience because patience leads to perfection. Lord, you are perfect. And you are in control, Lord. There's a purpose for testing and trials and tribulation. Father God, you're in control of this. And whatever it may be, we pray that your will is done. However it affects us, we pray that your will is done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, my friends, a lot of information there today with a lot more to come. So until next time, God bless you. I'm Neil Parks.